0: If you don't mind, remain standing. We're gonna go to the book of Revelation chapter 18. I'm going to cover a lot of ground, so we're gonna get right into the Word of God real fast. Amen. I'm gonna preach fast, so listen fast. Amen. Praise God. We're gonna read the first 10 verses of Revelation chapter 18. Someone told me last night that they didn't believe in celebrating Halloween. I said, I don't either, but I believe in celebrating my children. Amen. And I'm pretty crazy about candy too. First 10 verses, chapter 18. And after these things, that means there's another story besides chapter 17. I saw another angel come down from heaven. That means there's another angel besides chapter 17. Having great power, and the earth was lit up with his glory, lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold that is a prison den, of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. That's the voice of God, by the way. That ye be not partakers of her sins. And that ye receive not her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works. That's, that simply means she's in double trouble with God. In the cup which she has filled, fill uh, filled to her double. How much she shall, how much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much tormented and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit as a queen, and I am no widow, and I shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her pledge come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. I want to use for a subject this morning the final economic collapse. may be seated. The final economic collapse. I read an article about the Titanic when it sunk. And one of the things that they brought out in the article when the Titanic sunk was the massive amount of rats that began to make it to the top of the ship to avoid drowning under the waters. The cold, icy waters. What you're seeing is merchants, men, and people that are um, into the commercial business. City after city is collapsing, and they are running for cover. And they're gathering around a city called Babylon. Now, someone would ask the question: Is um, is Babylon just a system, or is it a city? Let me answer that. Yes, both. We see the system of Babylon even today in our world. We see the greedy. We see the hateful. We see the uncleanness in the midst of commercialism. I'm all for commercialism, but I'm not all for the corrupt people that try to get involved in many of it and much of its work. Have you noticed that Commercial power shifts from place to place. Someone said, well, America has always been the, you know, the economic power of the earth. Well, you've got to be reminded of this. America is only 245 years old. So she has not been the great economic force and power on the earth except till now, and that's shifting. That's going away. The great economic power was China. China is much older than America, in fact, it's one of the oldest countries. Saudi Arabia, with its oil reserves and its ability to bring in vast amounts of billions and trillions of dollars. Japan, after the bombing, rallied back. And some of you can't even go to the store if you buy something that doesn't say, You know, it almost always says made in China or made in Japan. And Japan became a massive economic center. New York City, the Twin Towers. I remember 9-11. Some of you don't remember that because you were too young. But 9-11, when they flew two planes, one into Tower 1, the other into Tower 2. And that massive World Trade Center towers collapsed. What many of you maybe don't know is when they dedicated those two massive towers rising up in the middle of New York City. It's a market center, the marketplace, the place of financial wealth and power. The New York Times did an article when they actually were dedicating these two twin towers. And one of the statements that the editor of the New York Times said was, these two towers are a massive monument to the ingenuity and the the knowledge of mankind. Or it can be the two largest tombstones ever erected. Wow. That was prophetic, wasn't it? Someone said, well New York City has to be the Babylon. I'm convinced that New York City is in... uh, I'm convinced that Babylon is in America. I'm convinced Babylon is in China. I'm convinced Babylon is in Saudi Arabia. I'm convinced uh, Babylon is in Japan. I'm convinced Babylon is in New York City. I'm convinced Babylon is in Hollywood. I'm convinced that Babylon is in London. Singapore, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. The spirit of Babylon is there. Babylon, the system is there. But yes, there will be a city that will rise up along the Euphrates River near the area of Shinar. And of course, we've seen in chapter 17 that there was the mystery Babylon. And in that chapter 17, talking about the mystery of Babylon, it talked about many false religions, false, all the religions come together, coexisting, and the false prophet and the beast, of course, we see in chapter 17, the different religions ride upon the beast. In other words, they're on friendly terms. And then we find that the 10 United Nations or kingdoms come against the uh, harlot that's riding the beast, uh, I think a revived Roman Empire-type setting, and they kill her and burn her. That is mystery Babylon, how all the different religions can come together in one place. As a church goes up and gathers together in one place to meet Jesus in the air, The world will go into convulsions and great devastation. And the false churches, false religions, false cults, or uh uh, religious uh, entities will also accumulate and gather together under one covering, one world order church, one church under the guise of the great empire riding the beast, which is the last Empire that rises up in the Great Tribulation. Now, I said all that to simply make this statement. There are two cities in the Bible mentioned more than any other cities Jerusalem and Babylon. Jerusalem is mentioned much, much more, probably three times as much as Babylon, but nonetheless, Babylon is mentioned more than any other city except for Jerusalem. And because of that, I have no doubt in my mind that Babylon will be a literal place. There are those who teach, those who believe that Babylon was destroyed, and that chapter 17 and 18 is nothing but history. They believe that everything in Revelation has been fulfilled up to the coming of Jesus Christ. Everything else has been done. I don't believe that. The Bible don't don't teach that. But they, they teach that Babylon was destroyed by the Medes and the Persians. The only problem with that is the Medes and the Persians didn't totally annihilate Babylon. In fact, they just came in and inhabited it. Babylon was still a great, massive city during the time of the Persians and the Medes. Cyrus and Darius, the king, time of Daniel. Alexander the Great comes along, and he conquers the Persian Medes empire. Alexander the Great is so enamored by Babylon that he's going to rebuild it. And when I say rebuild it, it, doesn't mean it was destroyed. It just means I'm going to make it better. He says, I'm going to build back better. Alexander the Great seemed to think that he could come back and build back better. And the only problem is Alexander the Great got drunk one night, caught pneumonia and died a very young man in his 30s, early 30s. The kingdom was divided between his four generals. They did not conquer Babylon and destroy it. Babylon continued on. What if I were to tell you Babylon existed in the day of Jesus Christ? Now, it wasn't as big as it was when Nebuchadnezzar was there, but it still existed. Let me show you in uh, 1 Peter First Peter. Peter talks about Babylon. First Peter chapter, last chapter, chapter 5, verse 13. And the church that is in Babylon elected, together with you, saluted you. Notice Peter said that there was a church in Babylon. Now most people, Bible scholars, would say that meant Rome. Well, where do you think Babylon is? It's in Rome. So, Babylon will be rebuilt in its massive grandeur. Saddam Hussein tried to do that. I think it's amazing when Saddam Hussein tried to do that and then he ended up in an animal hole. And when he came out of the animal hole, remember he was hiding out, his hair was matted up like Nebuchadnezzar. His hair was just matted like Nebuchadnezzar. Remember Nebuchadnezzar meant seven years in the, in, uh, like an animal. And Saddam Hussein came out of that hole like an animal. His hair matted up like a beast. He had several million dollars with him. I don't know where he was going to spend that. There was no come and go there. There was no jeweler shops there. It's amazing how we can feel the comfort of money even when money's not the issue at all in life, Jesus Christ and being right with God is the issue in life. The proper Let me give you the outline real quick cuz I'm moving pretty fast. The outline in chapter 18, the first 3 verses is headquarters for the for greed, for the greedy and the dirty. Headquarters for the greedy and the dirty. Verse 4 and 5. God says come out, get out. Verse six through ten, it's all going to burn. Verse eleven through twenty-four, the whole economic system will collapse. That is your outline of Revelation chapter eighteen. I'm going to share some hard things, but I want you to listen to. It. Notice it says that. Babylon has fallen. It has become the habitation of devils. Remember I used the illustration that the rats went to the top of Titanic as it was sinking? Well, we're going to see like New York City. And someone says, well, New York City was Babylon. No, because New York City still stands today. Babylon's going to be totally destroyed. But we've seen... I think a little bit of a sneak preview when the Twin Towers collapsed and was destroyed. We've seen a sneak preview. Cities are gonna be emerged under water. Cities are gonna be destroyed. And the wealth bounces around like it has in the past. USA, China, Saudi Arabia, Japan, New York City, Hollywood, London, Singapore, Hong Kong, Tokyo. All these vast uh, wealthy men in commercialism will run like drowning rats from city to city. And in the end, they will be gathered together in a place called Babylon. And it will be the headquarters of the dirty and vile. Like that of caged demons, prison demons. Like that of caged, unclean, and hateful birds. Now, we used to have a bird in our home. And birds are unclean. Trust me. They're as nasty as a hog. If you want a hog in your house, put a bird in your house. They're not as big, but they are nasty. The only thing worse than having a nasty bird in your house, and if you've got one in your house, I'm sorry. Really, I'm not. But if you've got one in your house, God bless you. You're going to need all the God's blessing you can get. The only thing worse than a a dirty bird is a a mean dirty bird. Amen? Amen? A mean, dirty bird. And the Bible says, hateful, dirty bird. You know, when you got a dirty bird and it's a mean, dirty bird, and then it's a hateful, dirty bird, that's really bad. And so the first three verses tell us that Babylon, this rebuilt city, will emerge to be the economic center of the world. From there, the beast, the Antichrist, and the false prophet will work and he will gather together businessmen that have sold out to the almighty dollar or the almighty pound or whatever currency it would be at that time. I'll make some statements. and want you to listen carefully. Don't get offended. Well, go ahead and get offended. I'm telling the truth. Money can almost get anybody to do wrong. Money has a power that takes the sanity out of man. Money, they're, they're, almost anybody will sell out for money. They'll just about do anything for money. And Babylon has reached a place where they're doing just about anything for money. And we're going to get into this in an area that I think is very needful because you've got to have money to survive. You gotta have money to pay bills. You gotta have money to live. But you need just enough money. You don't need plenty or mounds of money. And you don't need to get it unlawfully. You don't need to get money by filthy lucre. You don't need to get money by dishonesty. Hard work, money earned is awesome. But money stolen is a thief. And money taken greedily is wrong. And these people, you'll find gathering together in the unclean state headquarters of the unclean, the defiled, the dirty headquarters of the, the greedy, making a dollar. And all these people from, think about it, all the, all the corrupt people from China Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Japan, New York, Hollywood, London, Singapore, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Chicago, many other cities, as everything begins to collapse, they will begin together at world headquarters, Babylon. How's God going to get them all to show up at Babylon? Because he's going to destroy and sink their ships everywhere. Cities are going to be destroyed. The world is going to be into a horrific mess. If I haven't touched your button yet, I will in just a moment. At the rapture of the church, everything that you have in your bank account will not go with you if you go in the rapture. If you don't go in the rapture, it won't be worth much anyway. Just think about the millions, and I I hope I'm correct by saying millions. Millions of people will be caught up to meet Jesus in the air. Their cars will be left. Their houses will be left. Their money will be left. And the government will seize it all. Then the government, the leaders of the government will divide those wealth to people that will honor them. In fact, the beast will... Divided up among those that will take the mark of the beast. That will worship him. When you, when you have a world that's burning on fire. And there's starvation. There's famine. There's, there's horrific... Uh, Tragedies taking place, there's volcanoes erupting, there's earthquakes coming, there's fires, there's, there's great um, uh, natural disasters, there's, there's the wrath of God being poured out on the earth, and earth is in a, in a horrific state, let me tell you friends, when you get to the place where the one who has the money dangles the strings. When you get to the place that your children, children will be born in the great tribulation, and you get to the place, you say, where will children be at the rapture of the church? Well, if you're a born-again child of God, your child will go with you in the rapture to heaven. But there'll be others who have children during the great tribulation. You say, that's not fair. Well, it's not fair today for children to be raised in some homes. Hello. But all that wealth will be here. And so the earth will get into a mess and the beast, the false prophet, will delegate that, ration all that wealth out to people, only people that'll take the mark of the beast, only people that will take the mark, 666, only people that will worship him. And how many people you know I mean, you've got to have Jesus standing really high, tall in your rafters, bulging out of your soul for you to say no when your children or someone in your family starving to death. When you can get anything you want, all you got to do is bow and take the mark. See, it's not a matter of just one day the beast is going to show up and say, here, take this tattoo. You can't buy or sell unless you take it. No, it's a matter of the world not having anything. And everybody wants to have riches, they want a car, they want things, they want whatever they can have, uh, they, they want to live luxurious, but they can't unless they get it from the government, the beast. Please hear me, I'm thankful for um, nonprofit organizations that go in and help people that are... Uh, you know, they're they're victims of hurricane or, or earthquake. I'm thankful for uh, uh, the Samaritan's Purse, Franklin Graham. I'm thankful for Conv- uh, Convoy of Hope. I'm thankful for Red Cross. I'm thankful for the government stepping in and helping people when they've just been literally devastated. Their homes have been blown away. Their lives have been devastated. I'm thankful, and I think it's right for good people to, stay, you know, take their place and help people in need. And it's a beautiful thing. Even in the government helps these people. But friends, when, when it gets to the place that the world, when I say world, the greater um, attendance of planet Earth thinks the government owes them something. They think if the government will give them something, then you need to understand the government don't give you nothing for, they don't give you anything for nothing. They're going to give you something. There's strings attached. And this beast is going to have strings attached and they're going to take the mark of the beast. And these corrupt people will gather together in headquarters, Babylon. Now, I I looked on Euphrates River and I've seen where there's a lot of new cities being erected in that area. So I don't know which will be Babylon. I know that Saddam Hussein tried and failed because it wasn't God's will. But um, there'll be plenty of money after the catching away of the church. And there will be People going after whatever they can get. They can't get crops because they're destroyed. They can't get food because it's all been destroyed. But if they can just get the handout from the beast, the false prophet, then we can take the ration of it and we can start having some similitude of life. Too many people will sell God out for a house and an automobile. Too many people will sell God out for trying to make a living. And they call it trying to make a living. And when Jesus Christ, and we should try to make a living. We should should take care of our families. That's a, a God commandment to us. We should take care of our family. We should work hard and earn our money. But listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. When you put God on the back burner and you put your riches on the front burner, and you start looking to what you can have, houses, silver, and land, and gold, you are no better than the people in the great tribulation that is going to be going after what they can get in the hardest of times. Now, let me move just a little quicker. Let's look at verse 4 and 5. God says, come... He says, I heard another voice, and basically He says, come out of her, my people. So we know that people are getting saved in the great tribulation... This is not the church. This is people that get saved in the great tribulation. And God says, come out of her, my people. Be not partakers of her sins. That is the, that is the Babylon. And receive not her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. He goes on to say in verse 6, God's going to give them double trouble. It's going to be horrific. It's going to be horrific judgment. And I could stop there and preach and, I mean, I could pull my collar back and let steam come out. Come out. Get out. Come to Jesus Christ. And that's what God is saying. Get out of Babylon. Get out of the system. Get out. And when we say system, we're not saying system. of You've got to make a living. You've got to have food. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the commercial system where you buy groceries and you take care of family. We're talking about the system that has taken advantage of people with greed and filth in their life. And commercialism has become their God. It says, get out of that. Verse 7, how much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her for she saith in her heart, I sit as a queen and am no widow and I shall see no sorrows. When she says, I sit as a queen and I am no widow, she means I've got many kings. Many kings. And this queen happens to be as we mentioned, last Sunday morning, Samaras, Summer, uh, which was actually Nimrod's wife. You find that in Genesis 11. She Nimrod dies. Samaras decides she has a child supernaturally. And of course she didn't, but she, you know, how I many false religions lie a lot? And so uh, she has a son. Tammuz. Tammuz is called the son of the gods. Tammuz, in legend, dies mauled by an animal and resurrects, raises from the dead. Sound familiar? But no one can see him because his mother says he went up there and if you'll come to me and go through me, I'll make sure you get anything you want. And that's where all false religions began, at the Tower of Babel at Babylon. Now, notice this. And by the way, Jeremiah 44 talks about she being a queen. Five times talked about a queen. Therefore, and I think it's in Ezekiel where he talks about Tammuz. And by the way, uh, Saddam Hussein named his nuclear weapon nuclear uh, uh, plants there in 1981, Tammuz. And in 1981, Israel flew low planes toward the ground to to avoid radar and blew up Tammuz, both Tammuzes, gone. And of course, we know that Saddam Hussein hung by the neck until dead. Now, the Bible says that they're to come out and not be partaking. Verse 6 through 10 says it's all going to burn, it's all going to burn. Let me tell you, friends, it's all going to burn. Hear me. It's all going to burn. One day God's going to melt this earth with fervent heat. It's all going to burn. And the only thing that won't burn is the born-again child of God. Everything's going to burn. But only the child of God that looks to God will never burn. But the devil, he'll burn. He'll burn forever. The false prophet, he'll burn He'll burn forever. The beast, he'll burn. He'll burn forever. Unlost uh, people that won't serve God, that take of the mark of the beast, they'll burn, and they'll burn forever. But a child of God, one that puts their heart and trust in God, they will never, never burn. Turn to that one you beside and tell them, I'm a never burn creature never burn creature. You are never burned. Now, they stand afar off because judgment comes in one hour on Babylon. And we see little pictures of it. You know, um, Tokyo will collapse in the Great Tribulation. Hong Kong will collapse. Singapore will collapse. London will collapse. Uh, New York will collapse. Everything's going to go going down in the Great Tribulation. Uh, Place after place, money markets after money markets will collapse. And they'll all run to one place, Babylon. They'll gather together and they'll bring together one world currency, one world order, one world religion. And they'll control it all from the great Euphrates River or the area of Shinar into that Babylonian territory. Exactly where Babylon will be rebuilt, I don't know, but it will be rebuilt. And God says you need to get out of that mentality. It's all going to burn. Then we have the whole economy system will collapse in verse 11 through 24. And this is where I want to park my preaching wheels for a little bit. Because in verse 11 through 24, and I'm going to read it and then I want to comment on it. 11 through 24, it's quite a bit of reading, but listen, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her. That's Babylon that collapses, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all theme or minty woods all manner of vessels of ivory, all manner of vessels of most precious wood and brass and iron and marble, cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and flour and and wheat and, and beasts that's, that's, that's hamburger, uh, sheep, uh, that's lamb chop, and horses, and that's transportation, and chariots, that's cars and automobile, and slaves and souls of men. I'll come back to that in a little bit. And the fruit that... thy thy soul lusteth after, are departed from thee. And all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. Merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And alas, alas, the great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour so great riches Come to nothing. And every shipmaster and all the company of ships and sailors, as many as trade but a sea, stood afore all Persian Gulf and Mediterranean Sea and other ocean, and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is lacking unto this great city? And they cast dust on their head. They cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein we have been made rich, all that the ships in the sea by reason of her uh, costliness. For in one hour is she made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou heaven. And ye holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. And, my, and a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, thus with the violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of the harpers, meaning no music, and the musicians and the pipers and the trumpeters shall be heard no more all in thee and no craftsman or whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee and the sound of the millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee and the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee and the voice of the bridegroom no weddings of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for a by thy sorceries were all nations deceived, and in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints of all that were slain upon the earth. I am. Um, I want to point out some things real quickly as we come to a close. The Bible is very clear that in verse 25 there were sorcerers or sorceries. Now sorceries just simply mean, you can look it up yourself on a a strong concordance or whatever. It just simply means, sorcery means medications. And don't misunderstand me. I'm thankful for medications. I'm alive. You're alive. Many of you are alive because of your medication. Some of you need some more medication. But this sorcery is mind-altering drugs. It means medication. Look it up for yourself. It means medication. Sorcery means mind-altering drugs. That's why I'm so heavily set against marijuana. Because it is a mind-altering drug. And anything that messes with your mind causes great, horrific problems. So that's why I'm against anything that alters your th- mind, your thinking, because it's part of sorceries. Then you notice that they made men and people slaves. We read that just a moment ago. Did you know in where is it in um, next to the Philippines? Um, I can't remember the place right now, but anyway, there's a there's a country at uh, Guatemala, and Guatemala they'll go in, these rich people will go into these small places like Africa, Guatemala, places that money's tight and they'll buy little boys and little girls that are about 9, 10 years old, 11. And they'll take them into sex trafficking. Lynn and Alice Young said that, a couple of years ago, said that they would actually kidnap children and steal their kidneys and their liver, and organs, and sell them on the black market for money. People will do so many bad things for money. I want you to know that's all coming to a collapse. That's all coming to an end. God's going to bring judgment there. It's all coming to an end. How many would agree that God's worthy, and He's, 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 he's right and just in what He's doing? And He'll bring it all to an end. And I'm grateful for the fact that one day all these Perverted lifestyles, you know these rich people that go out and harvest little children, little 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 boys and little girls, and make them sex slaves, and all those things. I'm glad that God's got their uh, His eye on them, and He's going to judge them. He's going to put an end to that. But nonetheless, God is going to judge the greed and the filth and the wickedness of the world, and Babylon's going to collapse. And then comes Jesus in Revelation chapter 19. I read to you no more. Wine, no more hamburgers, no more music shows, no more music instruments, no more drugs, no more sex trade, no more sorceries, no more delicacies, it's all going to collapse. It's all going to collapse just as Jesus returns the bread of life, the water of life, the great I am. And that's when we jump over in chapter 19 and whoo, I've been excited about getting in that chapter. Amen. How many excited about getting in that chapter? Lord's coming back. Praise the Lord. I want you to stand Maybe We're going to give an invitation. I have a little more I could share. Uh, about this chapter 18 but we're going to move on because i'm i'm really excited about getting in chapter 19 i want to get in it how how many want to get in it in fact i'm going to be in that possession i'm going to be in that possession i'm going to be going in that possession i'm going to be coming with jesus in that big train of glory in revelation chapter 19 but babylon the great will fall all will be judged Sex trafficking will be put to an end. Drug abuse will be put to an end. All the cheating and all the embezzling and all the wealth that's taken by fraud and by wit are going to be all put to an end. And I want you to understand that God takes it serious how much money you can be bought off on anything that He has. I mean, we live in a nice country. We live in a beautiful country and still is. It's, you know, and I'm praying for our nation. But the truth is God takes serious how much emphasis we put on things above him. God judges the stuff, the stuff. And we need to let God be our stuff. Not wrong to have a nice car. Not wrong to have nice things. Not wrong to have a nice home. In fact, I think God wants you to have those. But God doesn't want those things to have you. What would it take? How much money would it take for you to not give God your best? There's a whole generation today that have been taught that they don't have to give God their best. They just have to give a little wink and a nod and a handshake to Jesus and it's okay. I'm here to tell you that God wants your best. He doesn't want your seconds. He wants your best. Amen? And if you haven't, give your best to God. You know, I can't imagine kidnapping a little child and stealing their kidney or their liver and sell it on the black market. I can't imagine going and buying little old children. I can't imagine the parents selling their children into the sex market, but they do. Sex slaves. Why? Because money talks. Money causes people to do things they normally wouldn't do. And that's what chapter 18 is about. People doing things that they normally wouldn't do, but money, pressure causes them to sell out to things that God does not want you to sell out to. I'm glad today that I live at this time I really am glad that I lived during this time. I hear people say, well, I want to go back to Bible days. We are in Bible days. What's wrong with you? It's because you don't read yours don't mean we're not in Bible days. We are in Bible days. We're living in Bible days. Amen? But I hear people say, well, I want to go back, you know, to John the Baptist days. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd love to hear him preach, but I don't want to be on the bank with the rest of the crowd listening to him. I'd love to hear him. Better yet, I'd love to watch him eat them locusts and wild honey. Amen? All I got, and, and of course, you've got those liberal commentaries that, said, that don't really mean grasshoppers or locusts. That means a little pod on a locust tree. The Bible means what it says. You don't call pods locusts. Amen? I just got news for you. If I'm going to eat grasshoppers or locusts i'm gonna need a lot of honey a lot and you got to blindfold me so that i can't see that slimy thing i and a little boy i'd grab a grasshopper and you know they they spit that chewing tobacco stuff on your fingers you know what i'm talking about and i used to think that was the coolest thing that, that a grasshopper just spit up all over your fingers. just it looks like chewing tobacco And I'd go in and see Grandma, and Grandma's chewing tobacco. And I'd say, Grandma, you spit just like that grasshopper. She'd say, Son, go out and play. Go out and play. So I did. I went out and played with the grasshopper because Grandma wouldn't let me play with her. Amen. Altars open. We want to invite you. Come to an altar. If you're you're putting some things ahead of God, you need to stop that. Because the system of Babylon is here today. It's even gotten in churches. The system of Babylon is in the world. One day it'll be erected in the great tribulation and people will be forced to gravitate to that. Now they're not so much forced to it, other than the fact they want that new car or they want that new house or they want, you know, whatever. Nothing wrong for, nothing wrong with you wanting those things. It's when you push God to decide to get those things. That's what the danger is. Amen. All is open.